the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In the 11, everyone, Saturday morning, 82, will be the high today. Looking good. September the 24th, 2022. Good old 710 KNUS Denver's talk station. Tomorrow, the MC1 Honor Run starts at Columbine High School. And I'm going to see the guys early. Get down about 6, 630. And all's well. October the 8th will be the Allenberg Dinner at the Denver Press Club. Uh, I was thinking since last night, how do I introduce this man? And starting, I, I think in 79, I think we met at, uh, at KOA. There is no one better. This is legitimately one of the finest guys I've had a friendship with in this business. Sports Talk host Sandy Clough. Sandy, good morning. Thanks for doing the show. My pleasure, Peter. You're my hero. Oh, man. Working on Saturdays. Uh, <laughs> our, our favorite all-time person, I think both of us can say this, and you were much closer to Alan than I was, but uh, Alan Berg and you, and I want to say this up front because uh, I'm getting forgetful in my old age, but I want to <laughs> say this up front. If there is a Mount Rushmore of Denver radio talk hosts, all time. Alan's on it, and you're on it. Wow. Um, there's four There's four figures on I put Irv Brown. Um, I put Irv and Joe together. Yeah. You know yeah, what? Yeah, that's I true. I put Irv and Joe together. <laughs> right? And that's, and, well, that's uh, a great question. Wow. Um, you know, it is a great question. We were talking about it. A few of uh, my friends at uh, my retirement party the other day, we were batting it around. But you and Alan have to be on the list. I mean, you're right at the top, and you've been a great friend to me down through the years. Uh, you're one of the few people still around who's older than I am, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> just by a few years. Uh, but uh, we, we've had a great friendship, and you're exactly right. We met in 1979. I, so. I was a 22-year-old kid who didn't know anything, and I learned from four people more than any other person or any other group i learned from you i learned from alan i learned from al albert and i learned from ron Zapolo. wow and uh all four of you are responsible for all the good that's in me and none of the bad <laughs> well San- sandy Klopp's here and he's i, I believe he's going to come wednesday and do our shoot show with us and um ended a career which i really don't believe he's ended his career that's just me saying something else will happen but it was back in 79, and I was telling my daughter about this. And you you came from New York, correct? Yes, I came right out of college. Yeah. Where did, now, you, did you go to St. Where'd you go? Was St. Lawrence? Where'd you go to St. Lawrence. St. Yeah, Lawrence University in upstate New York. What was your major in school? Uh, government, Peter. <laughs> there it is. Same thing. Was it really? Wow. Yes. Wow. And I, I, was, t- I was telling my, my daughter, we were talking about the show. And you came in, and we always called the late Bob Martin. I always called him Mr. Big. He was Mr. Big. Yes. And and um, and then his and then Larry Zimmer, who later became a ski partner of ours, and we I skied with Larry and Bridget a lot. And it was Larry, 
and 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 Bob, and they were the voice of the Broncos. True, and Larry was uh, the voice of CU football. Yes, and and I, I was Joel Day was running the station as one of the great general managers. Lee Larson, no one can ever top Lee as an owner or as a general manager, but we worked for a guy named Joel Day. And yes, did you did you take? I was trying to line up. I was telling my kids all these questions. Um, the guy that owned the Broncos, the Kaiser guy, did he call the show once? Yes. Tell that story. <laughs> I didn't know. You, you know how it was huh. in the primitive days of talk radio. Uh, calls weren't screened. Uh, uh, we just took them. <laughs> yeah, sure. As they came in, as the as the lines lit up, we just punched the button. Sure. And on the air they came, and he didn't identify himself. Uh, it's a true story. You know, that wasn't necessarily yeah. unusual. Uh, you know, I'd greet people. Uh, uh, you you probably had a more sophisticated way no. of doing it, but I, I just greet. Hey, you're on the air. No. How you doing, sir? And he started in. And I can't even remember what we were arguing about, but we got into it. And uh, I found out a few days later that, in fact, it had been Edgar Kaiser, <laughs> who at that point was the very, very, very new owner. And maybe it was about firing Red Miller or something maybe. like that. <laughs> maybe. But, but we got into it. And uh, I found out a few days later that it was Edgar Kaiser uh, who had called and I'm young and dumb. I don't, sure. I don't care. And I said, well, I don't care who it is. He was full of it. Um, but <laughs> I got to know Edgar Kaiser pretty well and we'd laugh about it. Wow. We'd, we'd laugh about it. I, I, I uh, first said to him, was that really you? And he said, yeah. And he started laughing and he said, and I told him, well, you know, actually that was pretty good radio. <laughs> yeah, no, this, this is the one and only Sandy cop. Sandy cop's going to come and do, I believe we're going to do our television shoot Wednesday with Mark Crowley and myself. But everybody in this business that's lasted, there's always these legendary stories. And one of the stories that always spun around Sandy is the owner of the Broncos called him on his talk show. It was on Broncos Talk, I guess. And 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 you got into a you got a, a headlock on the guy. And back in at KWBZ where I met Alan, we didn't have a we didn't have a delay. Yeah, I can tell these stories yeah. now. We, we didn't have a delay. So and this is true. Yeah. This is true. So Mike Wolf's there. Woody's there. You know, you can that line up of stars. And uh, so what we would do, you called the radio station, and then we, we collectively, the board op, in my case it was John Boy Bailey, John Boy would say, what's your phone number? And he would call you back. So that was supposed to be some kind of a wedge that we knew who you were. Right, and, right. And then people started going to pay phones. <laughs> uh, true story. And they go they go to a pay phone and wait so they could F bomb us or whatever they wanted right. to do. Yeah. No, those those right. were whoa, that's where we were learning. No, those were the good old days. And oh. you know, I, I, I'm I'm not gonna speak for you, but I had more fun back then. <laughs> than I ever have had since in radio. I agree. That was so much fun, uh, especially uh, when uh, you came to KLA, Alan uh, came to KLA, and and the three of us, we, we'd all go on one another's shows, sure. and I loved having you on. You would have me on. Uh, I'd do the same thing with Alan. Uh, I especially remember Alan at night 
And his nighttime show, when he was on at night, would follow our uh, sports talk show, which I ended up doing, I don't know, three nights out of five, four nights out of five, because the play-by-play guys were were always traveling. Bob Martin, Larry Zimmer, Al Albert, uh, Mark Holtz. And uh, I, I was the fifth guy and the only one on the staff who wasn't doing uh, play-by-play. And uh, Ron Sapolo and Al actually had a sports talk show, and they would they would air maybe a couple of times a week. But that was so much fun, and I produced for them. That was really my first full-time assignment was producing wow. for them. And they had, to this day, uh, for me, the best sports talk show I've ever heard, anytime, anywhere, the best sports talk show I ever heard. They were exceedingly well-informed. It could have been a national show, Peter, because we had guests on from all over the place. And they would have guests on whether they were local or national just because they were good talkers. Oh, yeah. they, they wouldn't screw around with guys who had nothing to say. And it was so much fun producing. And I, I learned a lot from the two of them. And I obviously learned a lot from uh, you and Alan oh. and uh, you'll, you'll always be, uh, in my heart oh, and, uh, uh, the most devastating thing. And again, you're much closer to Alan. You were Alan's best friend. Mm. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know why anyone would ever at any time have disputed that, but, uh, that was, uh, the most crushing, uh, experience of, of my radio career because, uh, Alan was, so generous and and so kind and uh you know you and alan were the most talented people i ever met in my life in any field i mean Mm -hmm. you guys could come in and do three hours without any phone calls (laughs) without any other interaction and you would be compelling and entertaining and uh i only hope that i picked up maybe uh five or 10% from you guys over the years on how to do that. Sandy Clough's here and will be with us Wednesday. We'll do a television YouTube together. 710 KNUS Denver's talk station and Peter Boyle's back on Saturday mornings. In that time period, and what's interesting, we had Kevin Flynn on with us early this morning and this Berg dinner's coming up on the 8th of October. And, right. and they said, you know, who, who, would you, who should be there? Susan Ryman should be there. And I'm going to do it with, uh, with Kevin. Kevin wrote the, the definitive book. But there was talk radio, and yes. I, I believe this, and Lee Larson and I have actually had this conversation that, for me, talk radio is divided up into, into you know, like epochs of history, before and after Alan. That's one. Yeah. And then now... That's exactly right. And now, whatever the hell this thing has wrecked itself on the rocks of stupidity that it's turned into today, but in that period, and then you came on the job, and... Um, but the, the part of it that was always so great was because KOA TV was there. Bob Palmer, who's this great history, he's a great, he was a great uh, George Armstrong, the Little Bighorn Custer Civil War geek. And he would wander yeah. over, and you had to know him, and have a cigarette, and he'd sit down and do a radio show with you. Or, 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 or Bob would come in and talk politics, and he was conservative, and he talked yeah. opera and you know, and there was this interplay with the, the radio side and the television side, but the, but the, the, they had the voice of the Broncos when you were there, and, and still is with Dave and everybody, Dave and Rick Lewis. They're still the, the the voice of the Broncos, and 
some of that stuff must have been some pretty lean, mean, rotten Denver Bronco years, but then came Red Miller and the Super Bowl. I mean, just it was just, I love what you said. It was a magic time. It was. It was the golden age. Mm-hmm. I think in many ways the golden age of Denver sports where you had big, mm-hmm. larger-than-life personalities, and not just in the sports mm-hmm. world, uh, but in media uh, I think it was a golden age yeah. uh, in in Denver history in many many ways. In in generally in the communications industry, uh, certainly in sports, uh, the Nuggets with Doug Moe, yeah. larger than life. Wow. Uh, you know the Broncos, especially once LA uh, got here, larger than life. Uh, it, it was uh, it was remarkable, and uh, the the talk show talent. That that's that's where I grew up, and I'd like to think that that's uh, still who I am. And if that makes me a dinosaur, mm. I'm proud to be a dinosaur. Oh, sure, sure. I mean, the game, in many ways, has come to an end. Um, the golden age that you talk about, and I was lucky enough. But that, also, there's Hal Moore, there's Charlie Martin, there's Rick Lewis, there's Michael Florwax, there's you know so many amazing you know guys that came into the business and and you were just always knocked out by who you got to talk to and so you came in in 79 and you did Sandy Klaps here you did the Denver you did the Broncos radio network or what what did yes what, yes okay. exactly you're exactly right i i did pregame uh, on the Broncos radio network in 1979 and 1980 uh, they got tired of looking around for people <laughs> who didn't want to yeah, do Bronco yeah, talk, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, because uh, former players had done it before. Uh, I think my uh, immediate predecessor was actually Al Albert wow. in 1978. But uh, for a few years in the mid-'70s, Fran Lynch did the show. Wow. And it, it killed Fran's mental health at yes. the time yeah. because, of course, callers would call in and rip his yeah, sure. former teammates sure. and and it drove Fran nuts. Yeah. So uh, Fran got out of it. Al took it for a year, but Al's priority was uh, uh, as I think the greatest basketball play-by-play radio man of all time. Uh, and I, I know Marv, I know Marv very well. Al was better. Mm. Al was better on radio play-by-play doing uh, the NBA and uh, in Al's case, the nuggets. Al was better than anybody I ever heard. In any case, I did, Bronco talk because nobody else wanted to do it. And I'm a dumb kid. Yeah. And I, I, I made it, you know, I made it combative. That's the, oh. that's the talk radio I grew up on See, in, in New, New York. York. Sure. And that's what you and Alan did. Alan did combative oh. radio. You, but, but the thing that was great about Alan and you is that you could do any kind of radio, any kind of uh, talk radio, any style you could do depending on the time of day or the time of night. And that was the other thing I learned, because in my most recent stint uh, at uh, 104.3 The Fan, between 6 a.m. and midnight, at one time or another, I think I covered every hour, Peter. And I thought, as that was happening, I thought of you and Alan as the only other two people who could have done that. Well, Whether it was a morning show, middays, afternoon drive, early evenings, late night, whatever, you guys would tailor your style 
to the audience. But he, he, he would remain yeah. and that was a tremendous achievement. He knew. Um, Sandy Clough's here, and the 8th of October is this Berg dinner, and we'll do our shoot with us this week. He, I don't know, you know, like, I, I, we're supposed to talk that night, and you know Susan Ryman, and you know Kevin. And I think, what are you going to say? I mean, I, I gave a talk at this organiza- this club because uh, I was asked to speak, and, I, and somebody says in the back room, because you did, just opened up for questions, the guy said, you got any Berg stories? <laughs> what the, yeah. got any Berg stories? And <laughs> I and I said, well, what, what could I tell these people in this room about him? And, you know, and, and, and everything we're watching in America today scares the hell out of me because there's so many reminiscences and reminders of the insanity that took his life. I see it again. But yes, I, I don't know. I mean, I, so but. But talk radio has changed, and uh, Lee and I had great conversations about had he not been murdered or assassinated, you know, when when the net national opens up for talk radio, and, and again, I attribute all of it to Rush Limbaugh, who showed everybody how to do it. Could Berg have fit fit in or fitted into into that? And the, you know, the few guys that I knew that I thought that could do that kind of radio. He would have done it. I don't think I don't know what happened, but he, you know, and um, Irv Brown and Joe could have done it. I really believe absolutely, that. absolutely, absolutely. And 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 Joe on prize fighting, and Irv and like there's very few. You know, Hal Moore. This is who begot, you know, like the biblical begetting or begotting. Hal Moore brings Irv into radio, and our Irv's Irv's coaching and. I think he's calling his basketball refereeing, and Hal meets, yeah. him. Hal meets him, and Hal brings, and I think Wolf, Wonder Wolf, Wolf goes off into the woods someplace, and he brings in Irv, and it just says, read the scores. That's all he tells Irv yeah. to do is read the scores, and then Irv gets Dave Logan, and he brings Dave Logan in. Right. And... um Dave will tell the story that I think he was studying to be an insurance agent or something. And he had just taken his Broncos helmet off and he was still mad about the cut. And Irv called him up and he said, I don't know if I can do it. And there's three guys that I know that came in, sat down and got it. Dave Logan needed no coach. He got radio. He says Irv, but I say, no, he had it. Rosen came in, sat down and banged it out. And Berg, he came in and banged it out. He he wasn't. He didn't make his, you know, he just sat down and boom, and he did it, Sandy, right out of the box. So, you know, yeah, I mean, there are all these guys, and they do show up. And I do believe that they would at least looked at him as a national host. Joe Williams was the most natural radio guy I think I've ever listened to in my life. He, he, was, a, he was a caller, wasn't he? Yes, at one time, uh, the hitman, and uh, he he was called something else back then. That's uh, uh, how we refer to him uh, now. But yes, he was a caller, and I think uh, uh, he was in real estate or something like that, selling houses. And I saw I saw Joe the other day, and Joe looks great. And Joe Joe could still work if he wanted to. I think so too. Uh, I've offered him. Hey, Joe could still work because for the reasons you just said, all the people you named. Didn't go to broadcast. No, no. They weren't. They weren't taught how to do a radio talk show. No, they no. came in and did it. And uh, you know, I I had some uh, trivial kind of radio background before I started 
but I, I didn't have anybody telling me how no. to do a talk show either, and I think that's the best way to get into it. Well, Just go on, be yourself, be natural, and, and talk to people. And I always loved radio, yeah. and so, uh, and you know me pretty well on a personal basis. I'm an introvert, yeah. well, but on the radio, I'm an extrovert. Well, I love to perform, and I that that's who I am, uh, you know, behind whatever mask or masks I put on in my, my personal life. Who I am on the air really is, I, I think, who I am and who you are on the air. It, that's your authentic self, and that was Alan's was, authentic self, well, and it's Joe Williams' authentic self, and Herb Brown's authentic self. The rap always was, and I'd never met Limbaugh, but people that actually knew him, that away from the microphone, he was a you know it was a very very quiet, uh, you know, subdued. Sure. He wasn't. I don't want to use the word shy, but maybe it applies. But he was nothing like when you throw the mic switch, and that's true with actors, and I think it's true with maybe ball players, and you know, like when 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 where the rubber meets the road, and that's when when stuff gets good. But but David, you know, Dave Logan literally takes a helmet off and sits down in front of a microphone. There's nobody better than Dave, and. I've seen it before, and like I said, most of it now is just wreckage. But I um, back in in that in, in in that time, as they say. Hang on, I need to sell something. Uh, do me, yeah. Put him, Blake. Put put Sandy Club is here, and he'll do he'll do the shoot with us this Wednesday. Introduce you to my friends at Peak Financial here in Denver, Tim and Michelle, and they know their stuff when it comes to reverse mortgages. Now here we are. I'm an old guy, and you think about stuff like this. Check them out at PeakReserve.com. Some, sometimes. Reserve mortgages can be a little confusing, and Tim and Michelle are there for you. And you know the reverse mortgages allow homeowners 62 and older to use a portion of their equity in their homes to increase cash flow and help achieve retirement that they deserve. If you're sitting there right now and the house is paid off, you got nothing coming in the front door and everything's going out the back, pick up the phone, 303-962-4840, 303-962-4840. Tim and Michelle have been assisting borrowers since 2006. We had lunch with them, sat and laughed. And Tim and Michelle will call you. They're smart, smart people. Answer all your questions about reverse mortgages and find out if this works. And go to peakreserve.com. Tim and Michelle have been assisting borrowers since 2006. Go to peakreserve.com for a reverse mortgage specialist and cost information conditions. Tim, Call Tim McWhite, 303-962-4840, Just pick up the phone. If you've got questions, I'm thinking about doing this. This guy knows. Michelle knows. And I have to put this in the ad. N M L S N N L S S Pooey one three two five nine two Peak Financial LLC licensed by the Colorado Division of Real Estate Pooey N M L S one two one two one zero seven three sixty. Like that's important, but it is. And call a man three zero three nine sixty two forty eight forty. It's twenty eight after eleven eight. Excuse me, eleven twenty eight seven ten K N U S Saturday morning, twenty four September twenty twenty two. 82 will be the high, 79 tomorrow. Go pick my motorcycle up at Mau High today and get out and ride hard, and we'll go get them with everybody tomorrow morning. Sandy Clough is with us. Uh, the Bird Show coming up. Chuck Bonnewell and I were talking. The best show on this radio station, The Birds, coming up next. Studies show that risk factors for heart attacks and diabetes and dementia increase as our hormones and metabolism decline. It's clear keeping our hormones at optimal levels is vital for ideal health helps reduce body fat, improve muscle tone, energy levels, and cognitive ability and sexual function. And Dr. Watt 
Essenogenics can help you get your metabolism, get your hormones balanced, healthy, and they have this health evaluation. I don't know how long ago it was. I was thinking, I, I saw Dr. McCallan on Tuesday, 11, 12 years ago, we'd become friends. She changed my life. She's just an incredible woman. Now she has Dr. Watt. And they take this detailed look at your body system, your, your brain, your bones, your muscles, your heart, your lungs, and supervised plan to help you lose weight, gain lean muscle mass, increase your mental clarity. See them. Just take the phone call. 720-387-3681. 720-387-3681. The website is denver.senogenics.com. They hit, right now, if you you know get into the deal on elite health evaluation, you get the complimentary food allergy test. Don't don't then you know, this is a big thing. Eight hundred fifty bucks, I think. Eight hundred forty bucks. Call Cenogenics seven two zero three eight seven thirty six eighty one. Seasons are changing. You change too. Seven twenty three eighty seven thirty six eighty one. Uh, the one, the only Sandy Clough. I think about eight thousand email. What happened at the fan? So I guess we. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. What happened at the fan? It is yours, please. Well, uh, listen, uh, I, I'm I'm a lucky person, and I just turned 65 uh, in late August. So uh, there were, as you know, uh, a convergence of events. We we talked the other day uh, off the air about this, and uh, it it just seemed like a sensible thing if I was ever going to do it, to do it right now. And the funny thing is, and and, and you told me this once upon a time, uh, you know, there are few times in your career you feel you can do things on your own terms. And that was the overriding factor for me. And, you know, there were other uh, forces at work as well, and you've touched on some of them already. Talk radio isn't the same. There's more of an emphasis now on digital, uh, more of an emphasis, resources being poured into websites and, and so on. And it's it's a funny feeling for a radio traditionalist like me to have a successful radio program and know that ratings and revenue generated aren't the most important things anymore. Uh, it's hits on websites and uh, all kinds of other uh, factors, screaming and so on. Uh, my show with Sean Grotar was doing exceedingly well, but we you, were, were you on guys, were, night. You, were you guys number one with men in the in the time frame? We were number two number with two. men. Okay, uh, in our time period, and uh, I, I'm not aware of any other talk show no. uh, that was as highly no, no, ranked no, 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 as no. we were. No, there wasn't. So, you know, but but that was part of it, too. Go out on top Uh, if I'm going out and and you're 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 the smartest person in radio I've ever heard. Uh, You you know, the industry far better than I'll ever know it. But you said, let's have leverage. Take advantage of it. That's what you told me years ago. And and the, the opportunities to do that are few and far between if they ever take place. And I've, I've got a little leverage right now. And, you know, I, I, I know there have been periods where you've been off the air, very brief periods, I might add. But uh, you, you become much more attractive when you're not working sometimes yeah. Yeah, than you, you do when you're actually yeah. working. Yeah, we always said you know, that. Yeah. I, I, I've gotten a lot of praise this week from friends and, and, and people I've sparred with, honestly, over the years. And I'm not nearly as good as that. 
nobody's as good as they've made me out to be. But if if I just kind of take it easy and do stuff with people like you who are my friends, I, I'd do anything for you, and yeah. I'd do anything with you. I, I trust you that way. And I would do anything with uh, uh, some uh, people we know very well. Uh, my two best friends in the sports media business have always been Terry Fry, oh, yeah. um, with whom I drove up to Boulder today. We're at the CU game right now uh, to see if maybe uh, fifteen or 20,000 of our closest friends show up. <laughs> right now, we're, we're, we're short of the mark. Uh, but in any case, I, I, if I do something with uh, guys like that, with a hitman, uh, Joe Williams, the, the four of us get together, I'd love to do something uh, with them. They're all close friends. They're people I like. Uh, you're, you're somebody I adore. Wow. So that's what I want to do. And if, if I do anything uh, between now and the end of my days, I want to do it with people I enjoy being around, not just working with, but people I enjoy being around. You're a great talk show host for many reasons, but you're a great storyteller. And I just love being around you and listening to you tell stories. Well, you watch this. Sandy Clough's here, Peter Boyle, 710 KNUS, The Morning Show, and back next Saturday. And, you know, I, I one of my absolute favorite movies, if I like to the top five movies, is Woody Allen made a movie called Radio Days. And... Yes. And I, I mean, it always brings tears to my eyes because that's when that's really that was really radio. I mean, that was and my mentors, well, Bob Lee in particular, was a radio actor. He was a young kid played in the late 40s and 50s. And they were in Detroit and and he played the ingenue. He would be the young lieutenant or he'd bring the, you know, the young farmer or something. He was really in as an actor in radio. And then you meet guys like Hal Moore and you meet these guys who were top 40 jocks. And they were, but I love what you said early on. You learn from them, and today we have a world full of. I already know it, people. And uh, we, yes. were, we, yeah, we were laughing. <laughs> Brian Taylor, who is the, the, the kind enough to let me come back, general manager of this building. So we're talking. He actually has um, a license, and they call them first phones. And there's only two people I've ever met that actually have that first ticket: Ward Lucas and and Brian. Yeah. And so. I'm going, and they said, do you have one? I said, I had something called a third endorsed, which meant you sent this card to the FCC, and they sent you back this little piece of paper and said you had, which it was meaningless. But my job, this is KLAK Radio with Bob Lee, and Uncle Mike's there, you know, I'm in a whole lineup of stars. And I had to go read the meters in the morning. The meters are outside. So in the snowstorms, and you know, and I had to go out and take this clipboard and whatever stupid numbers there were. So we're about three weeks into this. And the old man says to me, she ever noticed those, those numbers are all the same. And I said, every day he said, yeah, he said, quit going outside. You know, just, you know, right, right. What do you care? You know, I mean, just write the number down. Yeah. And, and, but they took guys a while, you know, who we, we didn't talk about is Gus Mercus and, uh, and the greatest, the, the, uh, yeah, another one. as far as hosts go. And I came in with, with Gus and I remember the first time I did morning sports, Larry Zimmer was out oh. of town and I did morning at uh, the morning sports uh, anchoring. And we'd have, uh, I, I think, uh, three, four times an hour, we'd have sports cast. Oh, yeah. Uh, in the morning, they'd basically be static, but uh, you try to rearrange them and present them in a, in a different way. Well, um, 
as some people who are at all familiar with my work uh, will know, uh, I'm rather verbose. And uh, Gus ran a tight ship. And sports got three minutes. And not a second more. Not a second more. And I remember the first time I came into the studio at KOA Radio on Lincoln Street, and I'm doing a sportscast, and I end up going maybe four and a half minutes. <laughs> Might have even been a little longer than that. And I finished up, and Gus looked at me as they went to the break and said, Son, if you ever, 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 ever. do that again, yeah. I will personally see to it that you never come into the studio. Yeah. Oh, no, sure. <laughs> and oh. Gus and I got to be great friends, as I know you and Gus loved did him, loved him. through the years. And speaking of natural talent, oh. and of course, the best voice I've ever heard in yeah. radio. They, somebody said that, and I said, it's it's um, it's Gus. Hal Moore had a great, has a great voice. And then, um, um, you know, then there's a jump ball, but... No, Gus, and um, you know, my Gus was one of my the first guy to give me actually, you know, any guidance at all. Eddie Green, Gus, and so yes. this, this is my, my my Gus story. So it's about and this of many Gus stories. So it's about I don't know after Thanksgiving, and I'm gigging, and Gus takes me up to this little restaurant on uh, Colfax because we were at we were we were on Grand Street in the old Cat Radio, and he looks at me and he said, "Do you ever notice?" You know, he had to know Gus, and he said. Um, First of all, I tried to talk to me. I got out of the business. Get out of this business. You're too smart. And he said, "You ever notice on uh, New Year's Eve and Christmas Eve and New Year's Day and Christmas?" He said, "There's somebody on the radio. There's somebody on television." I'm looking. I said, "Yeah." He said, "This year it's you." <laughs> That's a true story. That's Gus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's Gus. And so no, but those guys, no, they didn't go to school or they didn't do nope. But the Gus had, and Gus was tough. Gus would get his hands up. I mean, he'd get his hands up quick, and and I always admired that. You know, he wasn't afraid, and he they, they were they were running twenty three shares back then in the morning show. I mean, they were just killing it. Absolutely, absolutely. And also, you know, Red Miller would come on the show, or of course he would. Yeah, I mean, it would, and Red and Gus got along, and and but you felt, and you know, and I I, I look back on this stuff very fondly, and I think. I caught the end, the very t- I caught the very tail end of Top Forty Radio, and it was country music, and so I saw the end of that. But I got to be around, you know, Lindsey English and Bob Lee and Uncle Mike McHugh and certainly Hal and Charlie Martin and all those guys that were they were Top Forty jocks, and they knew something, they knew stuff, and then we were all learning talk radio. It wasn't anybody said here how to do talk radio. Yeah. We we were learning, and I, I told somebody a Berg story. I said Elvis dies, and I'm working with I'm working with Bob. First hit show I'm involved in, and Berg's over on was called KMGH. What it was before it becomes BZ. He's on air saying he couldn't sing, <laughs> he couldn't carry a tune in a bushel basket, <laughs> and he's blowing up the trunk lines, and everybody's mad at him. But he knew yeah. he, he knew he was a heel. He, he was a heel. He was a wrestling heel. On radio, yeah, and guys are mourning Elvis. They're calling up grown men are crying on with me and Bob saying, "You know, Elvis is dead." <laughs> Berg's over there saying, "Couldn't sing to save his life," you know, and oh, and not that he meant it. And, you know, I don't think he probably listened to Elvis once in his life. He loved jazz, and but he just did it to do it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It was it was great stuff. I mean, it was like 
It was a. It was a. It was what it was. What it was. I need to sell something. We'll come back. And we're going to do this again for the YouTube show. Sandy's on hold. Sandy Clough, everybody. Peter Boyle, 710 KNUS. The MC1 honor run is tomorrow. And I'm, I'm texting with Mark Miller. I'll try and get there as early as I can. He'll be there at 6, and I'm sure Frank will be there at 6. And, again, it's the MC1 honor run benefits. This year, Wheat, uh, excuse me, Wheat Ridge officer Alan Fisher, who was stabbed. And it's just a horrible story. And it began... When we lost Dave Baldwin and the call sign for his motorcycle, it was MC1, Motorcycle 1. Mark Miller was one of his motor officers then. And uh, Sergeant Baldwin, his radio sign was MC1, was killed in the line of duty. And starts tomorrow. And we'll do it once a year. As we say, Frank, when Frank DeAndres got up, said the first annual, we said, okay, here we go. Gay Ribble and the Empower team of Keller Williams Realty DTC, one of the top real estate companies in our area. When it comes to selling homes, no one's better. Empower Home Team is gay. And I got to know her. She's been around. We've talked. And she's a wonderful woman. Her secret is when other agents make big promises, Gay will guarantee it in writing. Sell your home at 100% of your asking price. She'll pay you the difference in cash if she can't pull it off. And she'll pull it off. I like her immensely. She's able to do this because Gay already has the buyers, over 15,179 buyers, and her exclusive buyers and waiting program. Gay sold Peter and Cheyenne's home for, for over asking price multiple offers, and help them get their dream home, beating out multiple other buyers. I mean, it's not a secret. Things have cooled off. And you need the right person to do the job. If everybody else has kind of fallen down on you, you pick up this phone, and 833-301-SOLD's the number, easy number. And the gay's there. Gay Ribble, R-I-B-B-L-E, Empower Home Team, 833-301-SOLD, 833-301-SOLD. GayHasTheBuyers.com's the web. G-A-Y-E. She's my friend. GayHasTheBuyers.com. Morning, everybody. 1146 really went quick this morning. 14 before the hour. The birds are coming up. September the 24th. 710 KNUS Denver's talk station. The legend is with us. The one, the only. Sandy Clough is going to come in and be with us uh, for our television show Wednesday. Here's a question I get to ask myself, and I never always, always seem to have a different me- moment or an answer. What was the moment? Well, you look back for highlights, and everybody's got a highlight and a low light. What was the highlight for you doing this? Wow. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sure it was uh, during uh, my KOA days. Uh, I, I, think of, I think of the drive game in Cleveland, and I got to do the postgame show after that and John Elway's coming out party, the famous drive game January eleventh, nineteen eighty seven, uh in Cleveland when uh, the Broncos were uh, down by seven points, uh with uh right around five minutes to play. They uh Cleveland's just scored, they mess up the kickoff, the Broncos do, and they're stuck at their own two yard line and uh John Elway begins the ninety eight yard drive. And you're watching as the second uh, by second uh, uh, clock uh, runs, and you're thinking uh, he's got enough time. But at one point, they got the midfield. It was third and 18, and they were able to convert and keep the drive alive. And John throws the pass to Mark Jackson for the touchdown. And then Rich Carlos yep. is kicking right into the dog pound where they've thrown dog biscuits all over the field. And uh, Rich Carlos is a barefooted kicker. I'm surprised he got through all the dog bones to kick the extra point. That was not automatic by any means. 
And, of course, the Broncos go on to win at overtime, and I get to do the postgame show. And that was probably the broadcast highlight uh, of my career because uh, I arrived here in 79. The Broncos had gone to the Super Bowl about 18 months before I came here, so I didn't experience that. Uh, But this was the first uh, Super Bowl run, and it was totally unexpected uh, that the Broncos would beat Cleveland that day Mm -hmm. in Cleveland. And uh, John Elway's career was never the same after that. Uh, There had been questions about him up until that game, but uh, after that his career took off. And uh, my second broadcast highlight was Game 7 of the 2001 Stanley Cup uh, Final with the Avalanche and the New Jersey Devils here in Denver. And it may be in our lifetimes the only championship game we ever see right here in Denver. I guess Denver could get the Super Bowl conceivably at some point. But uh, that was a world championship game with the Stanley Cup on the line. The Avalanche won the game, and, of course, it was Ray Bork's Stanley Cup in the, what was going to be win or lose the final game of his career. Tremendous drama, and I got to do a postgame show after that as well. So th- those were the two broadcast uh, highlights. And, of course, the Broncos winning their first Super Bowl and doing the postgame show from – San Diego after they beat the Green Bay Packers. Uh, that's got to be up there, too. Sandy Klops here. We had this conversation, private conversation. I was going to hold it for the television show this week, but to tie this up, I wrote a, a column entitled The Bentonville Broncos about um, the Waltons and the connection with Kroenke and the connection to everything that's taking place. What is your prediction? And I'll hold this for television, but just outline it. Things are going to, as someone said, things are going to change. This is This is... Cronky, Walton, Hookup, uh, the power of the Rams, the Broncos, the Avalanche, the Nuggets. Yeah. I mean, what do you think is going to happen? Uh, I, I think uh, mostly good things. But, you know, in sports, uh, you've got to earn it. And uh, the, the owner in sports is important. The Broncos haven't really had one uh, since Pat yeah, Bowen left true. the scene. And I'm not talking about since Pat Bowen died. I'm, I'm talking about since Pat Bowen stopped running the team on a day-to-day basis. And that was in 2013, almost a decade ago. You need ownership. I, I, I agree with you that it's a powerful uh, partnership. Um, I imagine they could do some very interesting things together. Uh, I don't know about a new arena uh, for the Nuggets and Avalanche and uh, others, but uh, I think inevitably there will be a new football facility. Uh, here in Denver, there may very well be a new practice facility for the Broncos. Uh, but, uh, it, yes, things will change, but maybe not for the better on the field right away. As we are starting to find out, uh, there are some growing pains, aren't there, when you've uh, had five straight losing oh, seasons and been out of the playoffs for six years in a row. And we're seeing that at least the head coach go through some of those oh. growing pains right now. Broadcast rights, because they have their own outlet, and the KOA guys yes. have had it. And I know that t- they used to work for Bonneville, and they, I think they desperately wanted the rights. What do we make, what, yes. what do we make out of that? Uh, I think, and I could be dead wrong about this, but I think uh, the Broncos at some point, I don't know when that will be, I don't know what their contractual arrangement is with KOA, how many years left on the deal, but I think the Broncos will put together their own radio network at is. some point. There it is. And no, that's, that goes back to they're already, they have broadcasting rights for the Nuggets and Avalanche. No, it's, it's going to happen. And 
I think it's much like Sandy Clough's here. It's much like what you said. We're watching a, the digital market change literally everything. And, yes, you know, and what once was right is no longer. That's true. And, and you know this, Peter, uh, you're still active. Well, uh, you're a survivor. I'm a survivor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, there aren't many of us who have been around 40 plus years. You've been around longer than I have. You got me beat. You're unique in that respect, I believe. I think we're one and two. You're number one. I'm number two in terms of longevity. But uh, And I'm not passing a value judgment on it. Uh, It's just the way it is. I'm not going to sit here and say it's all bad uh, because there may not be a full-time place for me in it. Uh, I'm not saying that's bad. Uh, It it evolves. And I've tried to be adaptable. Uh, You're as adaptable as anybody I've ever known. Uh, but but you're still who you are. And uh, listen, uh, there's nothing I can do to change uh, these trends. No, uh, they're, they're going to have their iron system or not. Absolutely agree. Um, from that. From the first time I ever had a gig to lucky enough to have this morning, there have been fundamental changes that are staggering to the people that have been able to watch it happen. Um, I don't know what, there's always a uh, Hegelian antithesis, thesis clashing to bring up something new. Something new is around the corner. We haven't finished this one era quite yet. And whatever's going to be, I watch my grandson, who's a pretty fair little athlete, but he's a great, loves sports. He could sit and talk like a guy to you about sports. And the only time he watches any television at all, Sandy, is when their games run. He doesn't watch TV. He's a computer kid. And um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, that's changed. Um, automobiles are being made in Detroit that don't have AM radios in them. Um, you know, there's all kinds of stuff that's going on that, you know, when, when, when we first came on the gig, when I was uh, being a dish jockey with Bob, K House Mornings and all these guys were in all KLZ and everybody's staring. Now it's, you know, the, actually the fan was one of the first talkers to go and one of the first music stations to go talk. Yes. Uh, we're getting pushed out of this. I will see you Wednesday. I, I, I love you, and, and we, we will be together Wednesday. We'll do it again. I'll see everybody next week. Sandy, thanks. Next week, and I'll see you hopefully tomorrow, everybody at the MC1. Thanks. Take care. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.